the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, ChiefEconomistBriefing.com, a trusted resource of mine that I start my day with. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Good. How about yourself? I guess I should call you Dr. Rosen. Um, <laughs> doing well. How was Jabba the Hutt trick-or-treating last week? Yeah, um, it was raining, but okay. uh, we did all right. Good. 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 Booty of uh, candy? Uh, if it was me, I would probably have gone out longer, but my kids got tired pretty quickly when they thought they had enough, so uh, they decided that we should go hack, so I followed them. What does that say about our economy, that we send our children out to beg for candy? <laughs> I don't think it says anything. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, how about this one? I saw a Challenger Gray headline this morning, planned layoffs jumped in October on drug and financial firm cutbacks. But it was a smaller number than the previous year. So it's a little shocking that it was 45,000 jobs, but not as bad as the yearly trends have been. Did you see that headline? Yeah, the Challenger job cuts number is not a very useful number in my opinion. I mean, basically what you're doing is you're asking companies what they think they're going to do. You know, are they going to plan on laying off people or are they planning on hiring people? And there's a lead time of, you know, sometimes 12 months. And you get, you know, just a bunch of companies saying, well, this is what we think. But if conditions change, they change that, you know, they're cutting, you know, up or down. So, you know, you may have a lot of people suggesting that they're going to cut, but in the end up not cutting, or they may end up not saying that they're cutting, and then six months, 12 months down the line, you know, they're laying off a ton of workers. So I just don't get any value uh, in terms of predictive power or just any explanation power of uh, how the job market's going to do based on the the challenger job number. The thing that I get out of it, the value, is that the big cuts appear to be coming in pharmaceutical and financial services. And as an investor, job cuts equals Wall Street loves you. It's counterintuitive, but saving money equals higher share value. Um, not always, but it, it, it's been pretty good to me, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, the financial industry, you're getting that because you're having a slowdown in refinancing and you're having a slowdown in... Um, in purchasing of homes, so there's less need for uh, mortgage um, filers and the whatnot, and people that support that mortgage industry. So that, that's where that's coming from, and that's normal. I, I don't know much about the uh, the pharmaceutical uh, layoffs or why that's occurring, and I don't even know if it will actually occur. You know, like I said, it's it's a number that they say that they're planning on doing, but you know, if things happen in the future that you know changes that plan, then that number doesn't mean much. What are you looking at today? Um, is the Friday jobs report that you're starting to focus on? 
Uh, I mean, that, that's probably the, the biggest number of the month. Um, okay. you know, we're, we're getting it a week later than we normally expected to get it because of the uh, government shutdown. We're going to get an idea how severe the government shutdown was on the unemployment rate. It won't have much of an effect, if, if any at all, on the, uh, the payroll number. So and that, that's pretty big. Um, I'd like to know what GDP was in, in Q3. We'll get that, um, uh, I think, tomorrow. And we'll get an understanding of how the economy moved then. Uh, I'm predicting better than, than uh, consensus numbers, but you know we're still not at the three percent growth uh, that we should be, you know, under, under normal circumstances. Let alone the you know three and a half percent that you would like to be following a recession. So we'll see how that goes. Any um, angle on the Fed speak that came out this week of? potentially tapering being put off much, much, much longer than expected deep into 2014? Um, I mean, you're getting a bunch of people talking about, you know, the Fed needs to change its policy so that it can improve um, the unemployment aspect by essentially trying to be credible that they're going to be uncredible on uh, or incredible on on, uh, inflation expectations, you know, get inflation to go up so that you drive the real rates down so that uh, you try to improve, uh, you know, lending and spending at at, uh, the nearer point in the curve. Uh, This is stuff that they've been talking about for, you know, over probably two years now. And, you know, it's it's not a incorrect policy. It's not a new policy, though. So I I don't know how it's going to change. On the tapering mechanism, we didn't think that it was going to taper, you know, much this year, if at all. Uh, just because the the numbers weren't showing it. I mean, the economy is growing slower than you need to be to, to really drive the unemployment rate down. You have disinflation where the inflation rate is growing well below what the target rate should be. And if you're trying to have, you know, a Fed targeting, you know, 2% inflation, you need to ease. And if you're trying to target more than 2% inflation, which is what, um, you know, the Fed would need to do if they're trying to drive uh real interest rates down, um, you know, that would be, you know, you're, you're well off that target. So I, I didn't see how that you could taper based on those numbers. Speaking with Dr. Jeff Rose and Chief Economist, briefing.com, I tend to look at things as trends, like how many people are cutting cable. I tend to look at things as ideas. Low cost of money is good for the economy. Job cuts in pharmaceuticals may mean buy pharmaceuticals. You recently piece, penned a piece, long-term interest rates show no signs of changing trends. It's really difficult for me to get my head around your brain. Um, Fed fund futures, looking into the, what that means, can you explain why we should care about Fed fund futures and, and how it could be applicable to us? Sure. I mean, Fed fund futures are just um, the way the market can predict uh, what the Fed funds rate is. They're basically trading a futures contract on what they expect, in, um, you know, extremely short-term interest rates are going to be, so, you know, uh, next-day interest rates. So what you're seeing is that back in May, and uh, you started seeing an increase in the Fed funds futures rate, meaning that the the buyers of these contracts were expecting that the Fed funds rate was going to increase sooner rather than later. And what that did was it drove up long-term interest rates. And the way it works is that long-term interest rates are, you know, essentially, at least theoretically, just a outcome of short-term rates over, you know, some duration plus an expected inflation rate. 
So if you push up the short-term interest rates over a longer period of time, you're going to increase long-term rates. And likewise, if you push up uh, expected inflation, you'll see an increase in long-term rates. And what you saw in September following, um, you know, meetings around at that time, you, you had a big drop in the Fed funds futures because all of a sudden, you know, tapering was off the table and uh, people then all of a sudden believe that, you know, they're not going to boost interest rates, you know, anytime soon. And you saw a drop in the 10-year from about 3% to 2.5%. Looking at the last meeting, the October meeting, um, you didn't see any move in the Fed fund futures. You didn't see any move in long-term inflation expectations. So if you go based on this, the idea, the theory that long-term rates are expected uh, inflation plus expected short-term rates, and you had no change in either one, you know, you don't get much of a change in the long year, in the 10-year bond, which is what we were saying. What else are you working on, Dr. Jeff Rosen, that we should be paying attention to? Um, right now, I'm looking at uh, there was a study that came out from the New York Fed this morning or last night talking about uh, consumer demand for lending and uh, you know is it available to consumers that need it, and then couple that with the uh, the housing numbers that we got yesterday on uh, you know basically what the household uh, home ownership rate is and what vacancy rates are and trying to piece that together to see if there is some sort of um, underlying demand that could push the housing market uh, forward and, you know, and, and make it gain strength because right now it's uh, flattening again. We're getting you know, weak signals from, uh, from the pending home sales indices. We're getting weak signals from affordability conditions. So I don't see where it's going to, uh, to boost um, home ownership and, and, and whatnot if we're not seeing you know, some pieces coming, that, uh, especially from the demand side, if, if people are getting more lending, if, if it's going to allow them to uh, purchase a home. Is there a proper level of home ownership that you would feel comfortable with in the United States, like 66% of what, 68, 70%? When does it become frothy? When does it become lean? I don't have a number. I mean, you can go okay. through historical trends. Um, yeah, I've done this in the past, and I don't have the, the results in front of me showing what uh, – Historically, what age groups you know had owned homes in the past, and what what the age groups that own homes today, and you saw you know a bigger increase in home ownership among young you know during the bubble years, and you know that's going to go away quickly. And you know now we're running into a problem where we're not even seeing home uh, household formation. You know people are not coupling up and moving into their own homes; they're staying with their parents longer, which is reducing the need for for. You know, homes. It's reducing the need for rental homes, and, and it's driving the uh, the stagnation in uh, you know the housing market right now. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing dot com, Independent Live Market Analysis, U.S. and International Markets. Very smart guy. I do something very different. I don't say think that I'm smart. I think I outwork people. Um, but he's a very smart guy in the economy, and knowing a good economist is very, very useful, to say the least, uh, so that you can bounce ideas off. Like, what is a good number of penetration of home ownership in the United States? Because we got frothy. Too many people owned homes in the 2000s. We were underserved in the late 90s, and that created a situation where we started giving loans to people to get them in homes, and they didn't need to be in homes. 
We don't have to have 100% home ownership in the United States. Anyhow, come meet me Thursday night, tomorrow night in San Jose at the airport hotel. It's an event tied towards setting up an income portfolio for retirement that lasts, that doesn't run out of money. It's the proper way of doing it. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. Remember, it's a charitable phone fundraiser. If you donate an old cell phone, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I'll set you up for free entry. Otherwise, it's you've got to sign up online at robblack.com. Take a break here. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.